I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Trigger, 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 trigger. Hello, I'm Nalika Radway. And I'm Andrea O'Brien. And this is Triggered. This is Triggered. This is Triggered. Um, the podcast where we just jump all the way in, both feet, into <laughs> the media. Immediately. <laughs> and um, all of the things that are just triggering all of our things. All of our things. Um, so we like to start the podcast by sharing our tarot that we pulled today. And do you want to start? Sure. So I pulled from the New World deck, Next World deck, sorry, um, the Page of Pentacles, um, and it says the Home of Ideas. And I love this card because... This broad is in her workshop. She's got crafts around her. She's got her like workman apron on and she's looking like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the thing about this card is it's very much like you have cultivated your art and what you like in a comfortable space. And now it's time for you to leave the nest and step into the next thing. And you have all the skills like you should step in in confidence. Like, you know what you know, you know what you don't. And it's time to go ahead and step into whatever phase this is. And you know you can do it. So don't go with fear. Or go with fear and push through because you got the things to get through whatever you're fearing. Mm-hmm. So I love this card. Mm-hmm. Um, and the woman on it looks badass. Yes. So yes. There, that's, I mean, sh- I mean, however this person identifies, yes. <laughs> the energy yes. is, yeah. Yes. However this person identifies on the, uh, on the deck. And if you know the deck, you yes. know why I'm saying it. Yeah. Bad ass. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that's my okay. card. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. Last night I had like a knowing, like a felt sense in my body that was like scary to me, but like mm-hmm. clear. Um, scary because it had um. There's a term I was thinking about. It was like an ominous feeling. It was like mm-hmm. I'm feeling eerie. That's a, it was like an eerie feeling, like. All the woo-woo, like, it was just like, okay, okay, okay. And I've been, like, processing how to sit in feelings like that and not be scared, um, but just to be present and be aware. And um, so this morning when I was picking my tarot, I had, like, asked for some guidance around how to be with this feeling, right? And what Mm. I picked was the Three of Wands, which is a card of foresight and Mm. it was like dead on like it was just like exactly what I needed to hear and something that I got from the card was this idea of um if you think that what you know is all there is to know you are sadly mistaken and when you think about what you know as like the tip of the iceberg of what there is to know there's so many possibilities and I'm like Yes, 
yes yes so many possibilities so many things so i'm just saying really present and it makes and you know it makes sense in these times that we are that there's an eeriness and um mm. like almost like a preparing for preparing for dare i say trauma like preparing for like deep sadness and um holding space for people i guess is what i'm feeling Mm -hmm. and like this car was just like just helping me think about how to do that and the my role in doing that and so that's where i'm starting right now that's what we (laughs) so we get into it first first thing that's what um, that's what we that's what we start in today says that's what we start in we today we don't ever take make things easy we just be jumping <laughs> in with both feet that's what we start in today so would you would you like to begin would you like sure to begin? and my, i'm look i'm gonna i'm apologizing because i am all over the place that's good on i today. like it i like it i like you're all over the place um, so my first thing that triggered the hell out of me and i have been watching this now for a few weeks it's a show called Your Honor, and it is on Showtime, and it is a show based in New Orleans. It is about a judge whose son, a white judge whose son hits a teenager who's out riding a motorcycle he just got for his birthday, mm-hmm. hits him, and basically gets out of the car to see if the kid's okay. The kid dies, and the judge's son leaves him there. And a series of events unfolds around this hit and run that is insane. So it's based in New Orleans, and I'm not gonna give I'm not giving away the show because you'll you'll see the show's plot if you watch the the trailer. This is like this is news to me. Thank you. The show is insane. So the the kid that he ends up hitting is the son of an Irish mob boss in New Orleans, and when he realizes that, he decides to cover it up, and to cover it up. He basically has the car his son was driving stolen by this black kid because New Orleans is a huge, there's a huge black population. There's mm-hmm. a huge white, there's all this, this poverty, there's all these things. And the way that the black people get used mm-hmm. and all sorts of things in this show is hard to take. And what's mm-hmm. interesting is that when you watch this judge, the, the show opens up with this judge, he's running through a neighborhood and he's in a black neighborhood and he stops at this house and he looks into the house and a black kid in the house is like, can I help you with something? He's like, nope, I'm, I'm gone. And you don't know it's the judge yet. Mm-hmm. And then, you're, then you see the judge in court and the house that he went to look at is the house of the family who is in his family court. And essentially he ends up helping this family immensely by realizing that when he there's something about the house that when he goes there he realizes the cop that is talking about this family is lying Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so you know that this judge is a friend to the blacks right Mm -hmm. that's 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 the that is the premise that's a trope that's That's the trope trope. i'm a friend to the blacks Uh and his best friend in the show is this black man that we've seen in the wire and we've Mm -hmm. seen all this and the one that says she that guy like you know him that is his bestie like Mm -hmm. so he's a friend to the blacks But when his son is in trouble, the lengths that he is willing to go to, which involves using the blacks, is crazy. Mm -hmm. 
So mm-hmm. this show mm-hmm. is around parental protection mm-hmm. and loss. Mm-hmm. A big part of it is about this judge's wife who had died the year before. Mm-hmm. And it's the anniversary of her death when all of this happens. Mm -hmm. And the son happens to go to where the wife was murdered. They don't say by who, but it's in a black neighborhood. And when he's driving home from that is when he hits the kid. Mm. So there is loss. There is this bond between father and son. There's this mob boss that lost his son. Sounds really interesting. The New Orleans base. There's all of this stuff. But it is the way that the black kids and the black families are in the system that really, and it's so real the way that this black family gets caught up in these white people's bullshit. Well, this is, I mean, it was reminding me of the undoing, which I don't know if we've talked about on our show. We haven't. The we undoing, haven't. Which is on HBO, but that same kind of way of like, it's just showing white people, white people like this is, yes, this, you can like save the black kid or like, cure cancer Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck it is but when it comes to your like saving your own shit or like what you're willing to do to save yours even if you know that they're straight up evil even if you know that they're straight up like demonic you go they still do it it's that and it's interesting because then they show the black people kind of taking back their power but all of the things that happen in this show is so much how unsuspecting black people are caught up in this justice system and and mafia system and all the things that they don't they some of them realize is going on around them Mm -hmm. and some of them don't and the ones that think they have power and the ones that are helpless and it is the most it's very fantastic so like the first episode i was like this this is so much i don't know if i can watch Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. and then you're like i have to see this through so right now we're coming up to episode seven. I don't know how long this set the uh, series is, but mm-hmm. this is the first season, and episode seven is like the latest episode, and it is literally bananas. Okay, like it's bananas. Okay, well, so it's I'm called gonna, it's yeah. called the Your Honor, and it's on Showtime. Your Honor and gonna like there's two directions i want to go and i'm gonna go in the lighter direction because the heavy stuff is just pulling me and i just want to like lighten it up a little bit (laughs) with something that i don't know if it's really that light so i have two started watching a show that i think might be people might not know about it's called raised by wolves it is on hbo max it is um so i you know i love sci-fi you love sci-fi and it's Mm -hmm. just really hard sometimes to find sci-fi that is like current and interesting and like there are black and brown people in it and all that stuff. Anyway, Raised by Wolves is in a, I don't even know, you know, post-apocalyptic future space mm-hmm. where it's so, it's so, it's like, it's like sci-fi that like it's so symbolic. I don't know what part is like plot <laughs> and what part is like existential and what part is like what I'm, what I'm interpreting. So I'm just going to tell you what happens. So it starts with, there are, there's a war between mm-hmm. atheists and people who believe, who are believers. And I don't mm-hmm. know they ha- what they call their god like soul or something. I don't know what they like how they refer to their higher being, but a war breaks out, 
and a weapon that is used in this war are androids, right? They're like androids. And mm-hmm. um, the atheists uh, decide that they are going to, like Earth has gone to shit or wherever they're living is not inhabitable anymore. They send these two androids to basically incubate humans, babies, mm. um, mm-hmm. and raise them. Hence the term raised by wolves, right? And yep. so the androids, it's a, they call them mother and father, these two androids, mother and father. And they end up being able to bring, I think, something like seven babies into like life, like able to like go through the whole process. And then over the course of maybe, let's say, 10 years, yeah, maybe like 10 years, all but one die. Oh. And um, I won't get into. I mean, it's so it's so heavy. Like, there's so many layers and layers and layers and layers. This of was layers. the light thing. This was the thing that was light that you said was going to bring light. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm just trying to clarify this because you said that I'm going to go in a lighter direction, and I'm still waiting for the light. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. I it's just, triggered, I just wanted, and I just, it's us, and it's called triggered. Okay, it's called that's fine. what we do. I would. I was like. <laughs> Trigger, 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 trigger. All but one died? Like, I'm <laughs> sorry, so waiting. Sorry. But go ahead. Yes, go it's ahead. It's all go sci-fi. Ahead. You know, it's all, it's all fodder. It's like all for the... Just for the that's, not yeah, even the thing. that's not even the thing. That's not even That's nothing. That's nothing. But what is triggering for me? Or like what I'm connect. Anyway, I find it really interesting. I hope much more people watch it because I want to talk about it. The, lo- the layers of like belief and not belief and what is human, what it is to be human and all of the things... It's like every time you are like you think you're aligned with something, something else will be layered on top of it, and you're like, mm. I mean, it's just so it's that it's like every episode is like it's just fun. I guess that's what it's heavy, but it's like fun. That's why I said like it's lighter. It's like it's it's fun for me. It's like a puzzle to figure out. But the thing that is um was triggering for me about it is that. So part of this, the thing is that you have these two androids, right? They are not humans. Mm-hmm. And the believers are, like, against them, the idea that you would have androids raising children. Like, that's, like, the worst thing you mm-hmm. could possibly do. But the atheists are, like, pragmatic and, like, fuck it. They might be able to get this shit done. We'll program them, yeah. and they'll be able to get this shit done. I just keep asking my question, like, what makes you human? Because mm-hmm. when you see these androids and how they are performing humanity and like where is the line between performing humanity and like being human Mm. even for them as they're like you know intelligent right so they they have the ability to grow and learn um and it's just like fascinating to me around um human beings who do not know how to even perform humanity or have been performing humanity but not living it like White folks, like, mm-hmm. you know, answer, like all of these hateful, like, just like, and yes. you look at them like, where's your humanity? And then you have these androids who may it be like man-made, you know, whatever the case may be, but have an ability to like learn, you, like are, are actively learning and wanting and like idolizing humanity when you have humans 
that are throwing that shit away. Like it's not even a thing. It's not even. It's not even important. Do you realize that this android as human thing has been like a trope in sci-fi? Yes. Yes. For like iRobot, Star Trek, yes. Next Generation, when they had data, like this Star Wars with C3, like this yes. android performing humanity thing is like a thing we're obsessed with. Yes. It's yes. very interesting. Though. It's very interesting. And I think the whole title raised by wolves gives another layer of interest mm-hmm. around like also how, because it, it goes beyond, you know, machines and androids, right? Like mm-hmm. there's been that idea like raised by wolves, like um, Mowgli, the jungle book and all of that, this kind of like, things that aren't supposed to be able to hold humanity or not be human and still be able to love, care for, bring into, protect life. Or even another layer, things that are human but are not human in the way you perceive humanity. So white white people adopting black children. Right. So, right? You're going to get all the way there, right? You're going to get all the way there. We're going all the way there. It's like, but because it's like, how can you hold this child Mm -hmm. based on if this Mm -hmm. world was a different world? Yes, but this is the world that we live Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. How can you, as a white couple, hold space for this child? Mm -hmm. I don't have the answer to that. I don't even know how I feel about it Mm -hmm. because then there's the whole, Mm -hmm. well, this child is being loved and raised and Mm -hmm. protected and provided Mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. But there's also that how many ways in which you are fucking up this child if you are not actively engaging in conversation around mm-hmm. a whole host of things mm-hmm. and what's so essential? yeah uh-huh. what's essential and like, what, what is essential what is what is yeah all of it anyway yes. mm-hmm. raised by wolves hbo max please watch it and then let us know what you think i need to talk about this i need i need other people <laughs> to be watching and i need other people to be talking about it so so please so please we might have to get real active on twitter about these things and we might have to because i need i need conversation i need conversation yes it's yes. true all it's right. true all right what do you have for us that's that's okay, light so this- <laughs> I don't got nothing like. I know. I ain't got nothing like. Obviously, I, I don't either. Obviously, I don't either. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This damn show that I I'm going to talk about next. Oh. oh. Because this show does not care for me. It does not. It, does, <laughs> it smacks me around. Okay. They don't have any respect that I have a rationing of tears. Okay. That I oh, only have enough tears oh, for a tell certain. It, tell it. Tell it. Tell this it. is damn us. I already this know. This is already fucking know. us. I have been, I don't even know what season I'm in right now. I didn't think it could get any more. This is us. This is us. Ari could, could even extend beyond that. This is us. Ari that we already experienced. And somehow I have dragged my 16 year old into watching this for the last two seasons. Cause she never watched the first season. She joined me after. And if you don't know how the, the premise of this is us, I'm sorry for you right now. Spoilers. <laughs> we can't but do she all that joins, right now. We can't, right, we I can't do, do all that right now. now. I can't hold space right for people yeah, who yeah, have not joined right. this we emotional train. No, we can't do all that right now. That's, that's right. the whole thing. So whole thing. she didn't see the whole Jack Pearson season. She mm-hmm, didn't mm-hmm. know how he died. So mm-hmm. she came into it kind of afterwards like, okay, so tell me how the father died mm-hmm. and why and mm-hmm. what the show is about. And now let's get into it. Okay, okay. And she joined for the black people. Okay, okay, okay. Because I'm watching it and she sees... It's the yes. best black people. Yes. They're the best black people ever. Yes. So I so you know she starts watching it around Deja mm-hmm. because Deja would be in high school mm-hmm. and they're in the same age group mm-hmm. and then Deja starts dating Malik and so now all of a sudden I can't watch the show without her. Like mm-hmm. now I'm I'm hemmed up. Mm-hmm. And so we watched two episodes back to back around the character Randall's mother. And it was a lot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. also Dear listeners, I have exp- I lost my father. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time this recording comes out, it would have been about four weeks ago, four mm-hmm. and a half weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So 
this character, Randall, who has been adopted by a white family, goes on this journey from the first season to find his father. He believes that his mother is dead. Mm -hmm. And then there's these two episodes are the journey around his mother's story. A story that we had decided was not important <laughs> because this we, chick was dead. Ain't that some shit? Ain't we that were some fine shit? No, with for the real. Ain't that, that some, as no, black we women, as black women, ain't that some shit? We were fine I, with the I fact that she was dead. I, she wasn't even. She didn't register. She didn't even. She was dead. No, she, she was, was dead. She, she was a drug addict. She yeah. died. The yeah. father did what he had to do to get yeah. to, you know to make sure up. Randall was protected. The white family yes. projected, yes. you know, adopted him. Yes. And then he went on a journey to find the parent that was alive. Mm-hmm. And that journey ended, however it did. Mm-hmm. Dear listeners, please go watch. Um, then they give this story around his mother. And first of all, the level of, of blackness. Yes. Yes. So Randall also goes on this journey to find yes. a black therapist. So yes. all of this blackness is converging. Yes. This black man with yes. anxiety, therapy, his black wife who is supportive but also has her own stuff, mm-hmm. his two black daughters, this black daughter that he adopts who now he has three daughters, this whole thing. And he is a politician now. And so something he does goes viral and people who knew his mother find him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The person that finds him and the person who brings him the news are both Asian men. So I also want to talk about like mm-hmm. this way in which black people are in being like the, the, the notion of ethnicities and immigrants that are not white mm-hmm. or people that believe they're white work together and move together in spaces Mm -hmm. and love between them is a theme that we have been seeing through numerous things, but they're people that he inherently trusts. And then he goes and he finds a story out about his mother. Two Asian men in the same episode who don't know each other, don't come from the same culture and guess what? It works. It can be done. It it's, works. It's fine. And they provide nobody, nobody him fell with information. Over. It was fine. Nobody fell over. And they provide him with information and love mm-hmm. and support through this whole journey. Mm-hmm. And it's freaking great. Mm-hmm. And nobody died, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this journey of discovery around his mother is also this journey of discovery of his ancestry. Mm-hmm. And it is like the first time I am seeing on regular ass TV. <laughs> On regular ass NBC, mm-hmm. black people doing ancestor work mm-hmm. actively that is not, I'm going to go find my slave narrative. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's that story. It is the closeness that he feels with his mother mm-hmm. in a way that, of course, is triggering the hell out of me because mm-hmm. the way in which I am interacting with my father now mm-hmm. after his death is completely different and unexpected mm-hmm. and crazy the relationships you can have with Folks who went on before you, mm-hmm. conversations, dancing, laughing, having a drink, all those things. Mm-hmm. And the way in which his mother's story all of a sudden becomes important mm-hmm. in two and a half episodes mm-hmm. when we had put this woman to bed and had decided that he had no other story. Mm-hmm. So then he finds this whole other story. Mm-hmm. And first of all, plus because I love New Orleans. And so it was just so I was so glad to be there, even if virtually. Mm-hmm. Um and her travels, and there's things in the episode about a black woman's journey, mm-hmm. and a journey around Everything. narcotics, and a journey around the justice system, and a journey around mm-hmm. relating to your children, and the the family that the feeling worthy, the family that holds you versus the family that has expectations of you but does not actually hold you. Um, this episode, I mean, broke imposter me in three syndrome pieces. was on blast. Was on blast in this. Black women 
like all the different levels by which we are like, expected to live and love oh my gosh it was a lot i let me tell you something this this is us this this is us I'm so I'm so mad at them. I hate them. No, I hate I mean, them, and I have to just, be there with them. And I want to say I watched. I I think I was telling you I watched like um like bonus footage of the director and writer of the episode, who are two black women, um, mm-hmm. along with Susan Kalechi Watson and Sterling Sterling K Brown, Sterling mm-hmm. K Brown, who play um, Beth and Randall, and it was just like watching. who are my best friends they are my best friends they're awesome both they're awesome as people. the actors and as the no, cu- no, couple that randall awesome. and beth they're, yeah they're mm-hmm. love um, and just to watch these four black people talk about what it is to bring this story into fruition and also how like both impressed they were and unimpressed like this is not enough like this should not just be this this, yeah. this is fantastic yes and there's so much more for us to be doing. And I was just like, I love, I love, I love black people. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I love black people. And let me, okay. So then I'm going to like, <sighs> since you did that, since you did that, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about um, something I watched that I feel like was the antithesis of, um, <laughs> the antithesis I can never say that word. Loving black antithesis. Um, <laughs> of loving of loving black people um, in in new ways that I didn't know was possible. It was this oh. was like this was like very <laughs> this was extremely triggering. This is not one of those um, go watch it. This is actually like yeah. I watch it so you don't have to. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Look is, at you dying on a cross for is, us. We don't have you know, to. Okay, amen. You know, so, gotta, <laughs> so I was really excited. Cause I'm, I guess I'm messy like that. When I saw that HBO was doing a documentary about Tiger Woods, I was like, "You watched it? I'm here for this. I need to oh know. My God, I can't yes. wait. I want some HBO. HBO. Okay, we yes. about to get into it. We about to tell me things. <laughs> Ooh, if y'all can see the side, I, if you can see the side, I, I literally feel dirty. Like I was watching it and I felt like ashamed <laughs> and dirty. <laughs> that and and it's it's bad because once you start you can't stop once you start you can't stop like at least i couldn't i was like i need to see this through because i just had hope that they were gonna like turn it around or something they didn't um it was basically just like a national inquirer documentary about tiger woods and his like affair but also this kind of sick obsession with him as like this pro golfer it lacked all of the humanity and all of the critique and all of like it was sad it was a sad oh, wow. it was sad i found it very i found it very i found it very very sad and what makes it what makes it what made it so sad to me it wasn't done well it wasn't like it was it wasn't done well but even besides like from an aesthetic perspective that it wasn't done well 
it was that like there is an interesting story to tell like mm-hmm. there is a very fascinating interesting story to tell that because it was done by white folks did not happen and it oh. was like and it was like and i was just like it like it could have been what oj um, oh, that lovely, yes, yes, whatever that was, docu-series. Docu-series. Mm-hmm. Um, the OJ docu-series, I think it's like OJ versus America. Oh, shoot. Why the People versus OJ Simpson. Because Sterling no, K. Brown no, was, it was in it. Like, made, ah, made oh, in not, America, maybe? Oh, the documentary. It doesn't matter. I'm okay. going to find it. It is an amazing, that is, if you have not seen that documentary, you need to go find it. OJ Simpson documentary. Um, it was done by a good, good friend amazing director. Oh, that one, yes. Yes. No anyway, trauma. so anyway, go see that. That's that's not the, that's not what I'm talking about right now. Th- this story, Tiger Woods story is that level of like co- like commentary on America, race, class, all of the things, and they did none of it. They did none of it. It oh, was wow. so sloppy, it was so lazy, it was so unwilling to like critique like you're like looking at Tiger Woods when you really should have been looking at America. What it did do is cuz I've never been a Tiger Woods fan, that whole cobblation thing. That was it for me. Like I couldn't even <laughs> I couldn't come back from it. It was, no, it was no coming back. It was no it was no coming back for me. But I'm sorry, the cackling? No, I, I'm sorry. Nah, cuz I, I couldn't I was no coming back for me. But cobblation or something? No, crap, that, listen, some crap like that. But when I watched this documentary, there was a mo- I literally felt I felt empathy for Tiger Woods in the sense of like you ain't had a chance, son. Mm. Your shit was fucked up from jump. You didn't have a chance, and you still don't know how you don't have a chance, and that's why it makes it even more fucked up. I was like, anyway, it was it was horribly done. I really hope someone else decides to go and investigate this story. Black folks, I mean, one of the most <laughs> interesting part of it is like, or something that I, I had to Google because like I was watching it. They spend a lot of there's like a two part series. They spend a lot of the first episode focusing on his father mm-hmm. who is like very similar trope like the joe jackson you know yeah. tiger Woods' venus dad, and venus dad. And dad yeah. like all like those mm-hmm. that black father who is just yep. about building you know even beyonce's father like you know just that black man who's just about this other shit his father's very much that place that person and he had some deep rooted shit around race so this mm. whole cobbler Asian thing, you know, it's like, oh, I'm half. Cor- yeah. Tiger Woods' father was not biracial. Tiger Woods' father's black. His, his father's black, he, and his name Earl. His name is Earl. Oh. He's black. Yeah, his- but he's like Tiger. Like, oh, I'm, I'm part. I'm part white. No, you're not. You white, just like like we all black people. You're yeah, like, like oh, you mean slave? Yeah, of course, like yes, just, yes, that, yes, yeah. We don't have that white. But his father has had this obsession, or like, which so many black people, right? Like this kind of um self-hate um mm-hmm. you know anti-blackness and that is that was deeply part of tiger woods raising and i think there's a way that they couldn't they could they'll, the people who made that documentary wouldn't have even known how to how to even think examine about that. that much less like yeah. <laughs> like they wouldn't even have known how to like how to engage with that but um i went down a rabbit hole around it because they they mentioned something around him and race and i was like i need to go i need to go investigate this who who was his parents like what 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 where does this come from and i was like oh this is bad <laughs> this is like really like this is real this is like this is this is bad. but very interesting anyway 
don't even bother. And what they do, like what they share, the information that they share, the stuff they talk about, it's just so tabloid. It's so not like no depth. Just like just horrible. Just really, really like really, 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 really horrible. Um, I expect so much more from HBO. That was disappointing. <laughs> and that's but, and yet people will watch it. People will watch it. And that's then and yes, and, and I watch the whole thing though. And I watch the whole thing. And and I imagine other people will too. I mean, there's things I heard in that. I won't even say the stuff, but it gets so graphic and unnecessary. I know things about Tiger Woods that I did not need to know. Like, I, oh, do, I, I know things about him that I do not need no. to know. And actually, nobody does. Actually, nobody needs. Okay. Nobody else needs to know. I don't even know if he needs to know about himself. <laughs> it was just unnecessary. Unnecessary. And now, unnecessary. although you watched it for me, I'm going to go watch it because that's how humans <laughs> operate. You died for my sins. I'm still going to go ahead and put myself up on a cross right, and martyr myself right, every day. Right. I tried. I tried. So this is go what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. I tried. Your turn. Your turn. Plus, I'm a Scorpio. There's darkness. No, no. Of course, I have to go oh, for yeah, it. Oh, yeah, it's dark. It's dark. Go for it. Get, get on the Wikipedia. Okay. Wikipedia. More get than watching the documentary, wiki. Wikipedia, Earl, Earl, Earl Woods. That, that's, that's more, uh, that, was, that, that was more interesting than the documentary for me. <laughs> it's deep. It's deep. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What you got for us, Anne? What you got for us? Okay, so mine is a little, um, it's not off the beaten track, but it's not media in the way that we are discussing media usually. So this is kind of like a game or a way in which to facilitate conversation. Um, so I bought these, these decks of cards called, it's kind of called The And, and it's by this if you go to skit, um, let me just make sure I have the, the right thing because I can give you things and you end up and you'll see why when I tell you the skin So the reason why I'm saying the skin so you don't end up someplace else that you're not supposed to be if you're not over 18. So what it is, is a conversation starter card game and there's different packs of cards. Okay. So there's a couple's pack, a long-term uh, couple's pack a dating edition, a self pack, a healing pack, a family pack. And what you do to start the game mm-hmm. is you sit and you look. So it's two people. Mm-hmm. You sit and you look each other in the eyes for 30 seconds. Silence. This is the hardest thing on the fucking planet. I did this with my partner, fiance, love, all these things. And we could not stop giggling, Ooh. trying to hold each other's gaze. Mm. For 30 seconds. Is that interesting? Couldn't even be silent. Is that interesting? Right. So then mm-hmm. you choose a card mm-hmm. and you ask, the first person asks that person a question, they answer, and then they ask it back. Mm-hmm. You can choose not to answer a question, but in order to choose not to answer a question, you still have to ask it, mm-hmm. but then you have to sit and hold the person's games for, gaze for 10 seconds in silence and then say you, you decline to answer. So I had introduced him into this game Mm -hmm. and we did the friends pack because the couples pack was somewhere and Mm -hmm. you know, what have you. And the reason I talked to him about it is because we're going to be with some folks that we haven't seen in a long time. It's Mm -hmm. a pandemic. So we're doing some safe, you know, quarantine, like let's, let's, you know, get away for a weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's bring these cards because you know, I'm all about the let's bring stuff to start real conversation. Mm -hmm. So the first card I picked from the friends pack was, when did you know you could trust me? Mm, And hearing us answer the question and how, how in our relationship, what triggers someone to learn they can trust you Mm -hmm. and what trust is for people is very different. And so, cause there's trust you with a secret or trust you with my life Mm -hmm. 
or trust you to do to be you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Which actually doesn't make you accountable to me mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And so it was such an interesting question. And this is just a friend's cat pack. There's a family pack. There's a self pack that I choose a card from each morning, and then I'll can write. I, can out I give my you a answer. trigger warning right now? Can I give you? Can I give you a trigger warning? Because this is like, this is yes. just for everybody not ready for what you're ready for. This is why we do the show. I just want you to this know. I, I, you know, we keep pushing through. You know, <laughs> you know, I keep. I want. I want. I want it out here in the world. I want people, Dear listeners, to get much warning. more comfortable with their triggers and like engaging. That's what. That's what we're here for. That's what. Yeah. But trigger warning. Everybody <laughs> is not ready. Y'all not here. Y'all Everybody's not here. Not ready. But take the cards. Take the cards. You know, like I'm you know I'm a card taker. This is what we live. Yes. We live another what card we thing to do. that we do is red table talk yes. cards. You need to get those too. Like there's there's things. There's there's people yes. have come up with tools. I mean, that's that idea of like starting with the because it's like you get to intimacy real quick. Like you get to intimacy. To- 30 Real seconds of quick. eye contact. Mm-hmm. So me, it's me. It, this is me and my, my partner, my life yeah. partner, my love. Imagine you and a girlfriend. How often do you and a girlfriend of yours or male friend of yours sit and hold, or your children, like your children's probably the easiest one to do it with, although they would be laughter and giggling. But think about your mother, Listen especially if you're an old West Indian, like, like, you're, like literally how I was raised. Mm-hmm. My mother's not holding no 30 second gaze with me. Like mm-hmm. she'd be like, what kind of foolishness? You know what I mean? So I'm going to share something. It already starts something. out uncomfortable. I was, um, <laughs> I'm part of, um, I consider myself emergent strategist. And if you don't know what emergent strategy is, please go, get you some, go, find, go get you some, go find. And I was part <laughs> of, um, like a community gathering. And one of the things that we did, one of the offerings and I got to partake, like participate in was that you stood looking at a stranger, never seen before. And you looked, you looked at them in their eyes and you imagined them as a baby. Then you imagined them as like a young person. Then you imagined them as an old person and you just are taking them in, in all the life of that. I mean, it was the most, it was. Cr- I I know that person. I can see her face right now. I was like, we're we're like. I know you. <laughs> like I was like. I we didn't speak. We didn't speak. I mean, we spoke after, but that wasn't part. That wasn't part of the exercise. It was just like sitting and taking in this person, and it was like it was the most. It was so powerful. So I I believe it. I believe it. That that was my warning. But you should do it. You should totally bring cards. Get these cards. Yes, people might be it's, ready. People go to the, go to the skindeep.com and there are yes. different packs for different things. Yes. And it is just, but you also, I mean, I suggest that you alter yourself in some, I mean, you can do it if you don't alter yourself, mm-hmm. but if you are a person who needs to relax, like I need to relax, mm-hmm. sometimes I need to, a little alteration to get to the real, real and not because it, our tendencies to say what people want to hear mm-hmm. versus what we think. Mm-hmm is real no and so real. get to a place where you're with people that you feel like you can be real with mm-hmm. and it won't damage your relationships forever mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um that sounds good so that's it uh, yeah that's my third thing okay well i will f- i'm gonna finish this off ha- okay i was triggered by and i am being triggered by um the what are they calling it like the attempted takeover the the attempted coup, the, the, coup, like, the insurrection, the, the insurrection. I, I, you know, I don't live in the U.S., so I just keep asking people, what, what, what is it being called? But anyhow, it's like triggering. So you know, there are labels. Our media yes. has to label everything. Yes. Has so, to be um, there, there, um, it's triggering. And what it made me think about is um, a movie documentary that I got to see 
years ago now like i guess maybe it was it came out in um 2017 um but i guess it's not that long ago but it's i got to see it at sundance during like one of the like an early release and it was it's called oklahoma city and it is about mm. the Oklahoma City bombing, which for mm. those of you who don't know, um, was the bombing of a, like a municipal building, a government building in Oklahoma City that happened in 1995, April of 1995. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it very distinctly. It's the year I graduated from Me high too. school. It was like it, it was it was it and was, I was in college. Yeah, but it was yep. it was it was a it was a big thing. It was a big thing then. Fast forward, and I watched this documentary, like, 2017 or whatever the case may be, and it got huger. Like, it just got, like, it went huger, is that a word? It got more huge. Like, it just got very big because what I realized in watching it is that it was an attempted taking over of Mm -hmm. the government. Like, it was, like, white supremacists, um, domestic terrorists attempting in a coordinated effort in in collaboration with militia groups and was like some long-standing like resentments over Swaco and like all these kind of like shit that white people be deep in like their hate of themselves and everybody else timothy mcveigh and terry nichols yes or terry Mc- the whole the whole shit show and it's funny how you just remember their names because and i can see their faces yes. in my head and how but how I realized when I saw the documentary how it is not part of the collective consciousness. So something like the insurrection can happen out of context of the Oklahoma City Bob. I haven't seen anybody connected to. I haven't seen anybody. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm not. This is not my shit. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not a historian. I'm not a reporter. I'm not a document. This is not, this is not, I'm just like, just me. And um, I have not heard or seen anybody connected to. And they are extremely closely connected and so Mm -hmm. i would just it's extremely triggering the amount of like children who died i actually went and visited the the there was a daycare center yep i actually went um and and visited the oklahoma city um memorial and it was like a very powerful it's like it's like very yeah it was it was like it's a very powerful memorial and it's the idea it's probably one of the only ones of domestic uh, like a memorial for like a domestic terrorism event i don't know of another one so i just want to say this is one of the ones i watched and you should watch also (laughs) not like tiger like you should like go find it (laughs) i don't even know where it's streaming but it's called oklahoma city um documentary i think it's on like pbs you will learn you it's like one of those things you think you know and you have no idea but to give context to what is happening right now in the world in the United States. Go educate yourself. Go educate yourself because okay. it is. A, I'm looking at it's looking a, it's it up a now. Full on, it's a full on shit show. But anyhow, yes. on that happy note of of, of, yes. of domestic terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for sharing with me, Anne. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with me. All right, go get you some people. Go get you some. All right, bye. Bye.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.